0: Social Media podcast looks at Social Network Minute by Minute. Today, we're going to be covering minute number 111, and that goes from an hour and 50 to an hour and 59 on the clock. Um, in this minute, we start with the uh, end of the phone call, uh, or the, well, the kind of middle of the phone call between Mark and Sean. Uh, we see that Mark is still in the abandoned Facebook offices by himself. Um, you know, and Sean is trying to kind of talk his way out of the problem that he's now in, <laughs> whereby he has been caught at a party with uh like I don't know, young people basically. Um, this is not something that Mark has not already been warned about several times by Eduardo, but you know, now it has happened and it's gonna turn into news, and we see Mark Zuckerberg, you know, instead of being in the thrall of of Sean Parker, he is now cold-hearted, and he's like, I I will get this under control. Sean starts uh, kind of going off on these weird kind of like conspiracy theories, Um, To which Mark says, go home, Sean. Um, And this is kind of almost like Sean literally going home from the film, because I think this is his final full minute uh, in the film. And joining me to talk about today is Megan Tripp. Hello, Megan. Hi. Obviously, earlier on, a few minutes ago, before before Sean went to the party, um, he was talking to Mark about, um, you know, Ashley, the intern. Um, And he was talking about going to this uh, sorority and, you know, he was trying to sell Mark on it. Obviously, Mark rather sensibly decided not to go to the party and instead he stayed at the office coding. Um, You know, this, of course, is the thing that at the beginning of the film was seen as a detriment. You know, the fact that Mark didn't go to parties, you know, he was reluctant to go to the A.E.P.I. Caribbean night. You know, he wasn't known for socialising. I should say the film Mark Zuckerberg, because in real life... Mark Zuckerberg was known for being something of a party animal. So in this particular case, Mark decided to stay in the office. And, you know, Sean has posted Bond. Um, he kind of talks about allergies. And it's, it's kind of funny because this is where Mark says something that, you know, like to, I guess to our ears might sound a bit weird, but he says, um, it's going to be news. It's going to be online any second. Um, and I like this kind of weird world that they're in where things aren't instantly online like you know it's it's gonna it's gonna be online any second as in there's a, there's a countdown to the point when this will be a story that will be online instead of it's instantly online everywhere which of course you know is kind of the reality that we live in these days. Um, so I think that's kind of like interesting in just like the kind of, to make us realize that well not only is this film in 2010 but this scene itself is taking place in like 2004 so it's it's even earlier like in the kind of you know the timeline of the internet um and i think that's kind of an interesting thing like the idea that there's uh, this isn't instantly out there like there's a there's a countdown and we know that it's going to be online it's just not online at this very moment
1: yeah throughout the movie it seems like the internet's getting faster and faster like we see the I, I don't know, the guy who's in, in, in charge of security for Harvard. And he's like, well, I caught you in four hours. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and of course, Mark Zuckerberg's like, what are you talking about? Four hours is such a long time. And um, then later when uh the twins are in england and oh it's already online our our match is already online and so now it's going to be any second so like throughout the film it like everything gets sped up slightly in terms of what happens on the internet
0: and i th- i think as well it is interesting that yes like you say like the harvard the guy who's in charge of the harvard network he's like well, you know we managed to catch you and it's like yeah but it took so long And, uh, yeah, I mean, I talked about it when I I talked about the stuff with the Twins race. I don't know, like, they talk about seeing the video of it online, but I don't think that was accurate. (laughs) I think someone could confuse their timelines up there a little bit. But, yeah, the idea that, like, the discussion about that race that's only just finished is already beginning to happen online. um, And here where, you know, Sean has been caught... Um, And I think I should say, you know, this is a a wonderful performance in this film from, um, you know, the main kind of like four or five guys anyway. Uh, But in particular, like the way that Justin Timberlake portrays this downfall of Sean Parker, who, you know, uh, up until this point, like even a couple of minutes ago, he was at the party and he was talking very quickly. I'm not quite sure why he was doing that.
1: I think he was coked up. Well, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was the main driver there (laughs) was the cocaine. (laughs) the the,
0: what's funny is the film is very careful in making sure that like you'd never actually get to see any drug use yeah um because they wanted to maintain like a you know a lower rating um but yeah so sean was obviously you know talking about living online and you know reliving the party through looking at other people's pictures and all this kind of stuff um and now like he like at that point he was kind of you know going into the party he was relatively cool uh, mostly because I think he's an adult who had drugs, right. <laughs> um, whereas now he's been caught with these interns at this sorority, and he's kind of falling apart a little bit. And I, I kind of like the the arc that Justin Timberlake has in this film is is kind of like with each each scene he gradually gets slightly less cool and a bit more manic. Yeah, all the, you know, all the way up until the party when he is like his his least cool and his most manic because. These, you know, kind of teenagers or 20 year olds just want to, you know, do drugs. And he's going on talking about like, you know, what the next great app is going to be, because obviously he's an entrepreneur. And, you know, that's what he's thinking about is the next thing he can preneur. And (laughs) so I I just kind of like how gradually Justin Timberlake has portrayed this guy as, as kind of. You know, sucking Mark in because he's so cool. You know, when he's at the club and he's telling the story about, uh, you know, the guy who started um, Victoria's Secret and all this kind of stuff. Like he, he, he can kind of really capture Mark's imagination. And then we get to this point <laughs> where he's been caught out um, being cool, and you know, he's he's had to post Bond. And then he talks like he he then tries to brush it off by saying he's got allergies. And obviously, um, you know, throughout the previous scene and this scene, he's kind of got this. Um, uh inhaler that he keeps kind of like shaking <laughs> as, if, as if there's anything in it um and you know so we get to this point where uh, where 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 kind of sean is trying to desperately stay on in, on mark's good side and you know he's saying you know it was just a party um you know and, and when he says it's going to be online any second you know sean is like i know um and then he's like it's, it's cool i've got it under control. And this is where we start to see kind of like the extremely kind of like controlled part of Mark Zuckerberg. Um, and it's put in the script where it's, you know, it says no panic. And, it, you know, that's the that's the kind of direction. It says, I'll get it under control. I'll call someone. I'll see what the next move is. And he's like, this is going to be news now. And then, of course, uh, Sean starts to grasp at straws um, saying, you know, you don't think Eduardo was involved, do you? And it's like, i love how kind of you know mark could take the opportunity to be like yeah of course eduardo we all hate eduardo but he 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 kind of sanely goes no and then of course this is where sean is like you know or manningham and you know and he keeps saying you know because the because the coat got in there and it's, (laughs) it's like yeah because you bought it sean you took it to that party and then the final kind of direction for this minute is you know where it says on mark's end you know cool as ice go home sean and you know, that's that's kind of the last that we will we'll see of, um, you know, of Sean Parker in the film. Um, and like I said, I think that, uh, you know, uh, Justin Timberlake comes into the film late. You know, we don't meet Sean Parker until like an hour in. Um, and so he has kind of a, a, job to kind of catch up to what's going on with, um, you know, with, with Eduardo and Mark Zuckerberg in terms of, you know, making his mark. And I think Justin Timberlake, this is kind of like one of the earlier roles that he had. Um, and I think, you know, he makes a really good impression of like this guy who, I think they're kind of almost trading on his persona. I don't know as a boy band guy, but certainly as, you know, like the kind of his solo career. Yeah,
1: a cool, sexy dude.
0: Yeah, and and I think that's something that kind of, they're they're hoping that when you see him, if you know who Justin Timberlake is, um, they're kind of using him to kind of buy that in a little bit. And then from that point on. I mean obviously if if Justin Timberlake wasn't a a good actor, then that would all fall apart. But at least he's he's a good enough actor that he really kind of um manages to convince you that Sean Parker is a cool person. Yeah. I think in real life, Sean Parker is definitely nowhere near as cool as Justin Timberlake. Um so <laughs> or or at least as cool as this portrayal that Justin Timberlake does. Uh so, you know, I think it, he does like a really good job of, of kind of taking this character and making it um, you know, someone who you can understand why um, Mark would be drawn to him, um, you know, n- not for nothing. But the first song that plays during the kind of meal between, um, you know, Mark, Sean, uh, Christie and Eduardo is called Magnetic. And, yeah. you know, that is that is what Justin Timberlake, I think, is in this film, you know, and I think it's only right to kind of kind of pay tribute to the fact that he does a really good job of kind of coming into this film and, and just making you kind of understand you know, like uh, that meeting when when Sean is kind of saying stuff and Mark is just going like, yes, 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 like kind of constantly agreeing with him. Obviously, it it rankles Eduardo, but like you can kind of understand how uh, this particular Sean Parker could, you know, kind of capture Mark's imagination and how Mark would be like blind to some of the flaws, you know, that's kind of happening, you know, the fact that he is so clearly somebody who gets involved with you know, young girls and drugs. Like those two things have always been around him throughout this film. And and Mark seems to kind of not notice them uh, until the point where they could basically bring Facebook down.
1: It shows Mark Zuckerberg is kind of like out of step with people. And sometimes he'll make it seem like, oh, I don't care if I'm out of step with people. I'm the smartest guy in the room. So what does it matter? And uh, I think he sees Sean as both being one of the smartest guys in the room and also someone who's very charismatic. So he has like both components and he's like, oh, if I can just hold on to Sean, like I'm, I'll be able to like get some of that, you know, ca- charisma off on me too.
0: Which I think most people now at this point, you know, nine years down the line will realize the real Mark Zuckerberg did not at any point capture the charisma of Sean Parker <laughs> and take it out into the universe. Like, you know, it it, it it's only within this film that Mark Zuckerberg kind of I don't know that Mark Zuckerberg ever is portrayed as cool, but certainly, you know, he's shown as making the right moves, you know, when he goes to the the meeting with um, Peter Thiel and then when, obviously, he goes and does the, the prank on, uh, on case equity. Like, he's a little bit easily led by Sean, but at the same time, you know, it's always Mark's idea. It's always what Facebook is that is the kind of the selling point and the thing that, you know, uh, that Sean Parker obviously saw and realized was going to be gigantic. And so, <laughs> and so you know, he, he at least has a good eye for knowing, you know, something that kind of um, is worth investing in. Um, and I think, you know, that's kind of one of the things that um, that kind of Justin Timberlake manages to kind of get across really well, is that, like this idea that, Sean might not bring anything extra to the company but he has these connections you know he really knows how silicon valley works Um, you know and also he's willing to flatter Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) a little bit (laughs) to kind of work his way into the company and you know we'll find out later on in the week that he kept his percentage Um, and I think at this point you know at this time it it would be worth roughly something like 15 billion Um, but I have a feeling he sold a lot of his shares quite quickly after this film came out anyway so that percentage went down quite quick but yeah I I know I just really like what Justin Timberlake does in this film you know like one of the reasons why you know I'm, I'm I mean, I went to see this film at the cinema because it was a David Fincher film. Um, But when I saw the cast, um, you know, Jesse Eisenberg, I'd seen a couple of things. Andrew Garfield, I'd seen a couple of things. But, you know, really Justin Timberlake was one of the big selling points. Like just, you know, when he when he says in the trailer, you know, what's cool, a billion dollars. (laughs) You're like, okay, now what's what's going to happen in this film? (laughs) Like, You know, it it kind of draws you in. And, you know, I think that that's kind of, you know, one of the great selling points of this film is just the way that Justin Timberlake. Uh, is able in particular as well to kind of deliver Sorkin's dialogue, you know, which is known for being kind of complex and quick, and you know, I, I think in this scene, obviously, <laughs> it, it's aided by the fact that his character is obviously meant to be, uh, you know, extremely um, kind of fast talking anyway. Right. So slightly manic. Yeah, so delivering this kind of manic conspiracy theory stuff from the other end of the phone, where he's like, you know, it, it's it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting, um, but yeah, I don't know, I just really I really enjoy what Justin Timberlake does in this film, you know, and. Obviously, he's a, I don't know, triple threat, quadruple threat? What would you say? I mean, how many threats have we got from just in here? Like, he's, you know, I think the he kind of stuff dance, that he's... He can dance, he
1: can sing. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, this is it. He can dance, he can sing, he can act. You know, like, that's obviously the kind of... And, and, I, and I think, like, when he started acting, there were a lot of people out there who were kind of like, you know this kind of like you know ex-boy band guy kind of going into acting um you know obviously we'd already seen it um work wonderfully with joey fatone um you know obviously is a charming actor um so you know we just thought that justin would just follow that but he's managed to exceed and i know this is hard to believe the ambitions of joey fatone um so you know i I think the only thing
1: i can think of joey fatone being in is my big fat greek wedding am i missing something
0: and my big fat greek wedding too
1: oh yes of course
0: so the The duology. My mistake. Yeah. um, (laughs) My
1: apologies to Mr. (laughs) Fatem. Yeah. Uh, So, I don't know. I saw him once in Orlando. That was pretty exciting.
0: Oh, oh, well, I mean, if I'd have known, I mean, I would have got you in earlier on this thing to talk about your experiences (laughs) with one of the members of NSYNC.
1: Yeah, I I kind of freaked out. I kind of punched my sister in the leg. And she was like, what? I was like, it's Joey (laughs) He's
0: He's 20% of one of the best boy bands of the 90s. Um, Yeah, or early two thousands, depending on odds, really. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, anyway, is there anything else that needs to be said about this particular minute and you know the exit of uh, Justin Timberlake?
1: Yeah, I guess the, the scene's just mostly about how Justin Timberlake's character can never admit fault. Like he never comes up with a bad idea. It's somebody's out to get me. He can never just realize, like, no, dude, you made a bad choice. (laughs) That's what landed you here.
0: Sometimes
1: you gotta own it. Funnily Um, enough,
0: going to a party with a bunch of 20-year-old interns and taking drugs turned out to be not a good choice to make. Um, Right.
1: Are they hinting that some of the interns are underage? Like, under 18? or? Are they all just supposed to be like under twenty one and not supposed to be drinking? I, think I mean, they're... no one's supposed to be doing cocaine. It's like well, level yeah. one narcotic, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Um, no, I think they're just. I mean, obviously, when they were arrested, or when well, when the police officers turned up, should I say? they were all kind of asking how old they were and they were all saying they were 21. And then he said, you know, you're not helping yourself if you lie. And they're all like, we're sorry we lied. So yeah, I think the, the implication you just meant right. to be. Right.
1: So it's like hard to tell if, are these people. I mean, I guess that if they're interns, they should be in college, right? So they're 17 at the at least. Yeah. I,
0: I mean, I don't think anybody here is meant to be a teen. I think they are meant to be. Well, I mean, I guess they're meant to be like maybe 19, 20. There might be some college dropouts here. You know, you've got, right. I mean, you know, Mark Zuckerberg right. had, had not yet dropped out of... Um, uh, Harvard. He wouldn't drop out until the the January right. after this. This is basically December two thousand and four. So I think it's January two thousand and five. He actually officially dropped right. out. So he would have been you know okay. nineteen or something himself. So you know I think everybody is kind of roughly around the same age. I mean obviously when they you know when they auditioned for interns to come out they were doing the drinking games, weren't they? So um, and that, in fact that's kind of, that's something that's kind of interesting about this film is there are so many scenes where these people drink and yet they're all under the drinking age in america like literally you know oh yeah
1: i mean most people drink before they're oh yes definitely
0: (laughs) i mean over here the drinking age is 18 and literally by the time you're 15 everybody's been drunk so you know it's no it's no different (laughs) except it's just at a slightly younger age because it's easier to do Um, but yeah, but like the opening scene is him in a bar, you know, like, and then after that he, he drinks while he blogs. And then after that, him and Eduardo have beers when they come back from meeting the girls, they go to a bar with the girls, you know, like literally every single, every single scene, you know, where they can, uh, they're drinking. So, (laughs) so, um, you know, they're drinking when they're doing the, you know, they, when they break the chimney. Like, you know, so all along the way, they've all been drinking. Obviously, Sean is the only one who gets kind of caught for that. <laughs> so, you know, all through the film, Mark Zuckerberg has been breaking the law by drinking underage. And yet Sean Parker is the only one who gets caught with anybody drunk drinking underage. Um, so, yeah. Well, if there's nothing else to say about this minute, then let's go to the Monday question, which is, did you see Social Network at the cinema?
1: I did. I guess I was uh, probably a sophomore in college. It came out, what, in 2010? Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know, maybe a sophomore junior somewhere there
0: yeah, it came out uh October twenty ten almost exactly nine years ago, something like that yeah, as these episodes go up like roughly nine years uh which is insane because it feels like so much longer uh, <laughs> <laughs> at this point, at this point yeah um, you know um I saw it five times at the cinema because wow. I, I was <laughs> such a well i mean I, I saw it by myself the first time and uh-huh. then I saw it with some friends a second and third time. And then I think I saw, I was going to the cinema to see another film, but I had enough time to see this like another time. So I was like, well, I may as well. Yeah. Um, You know, (laughs) I I, I have this feeling sometimes when I like a film, I have this feeling where it's like, if I don't see it in the cinema one more time, the next time I'll see it will just be on a small TV screen. And so I always have the feeling that it's like, I should at least see it on the big screen one last time before I'm forced, you know, Uh, to only ever see it on a little screen. Um, you know, so I think I, I when I saw it the fifth time, it was a couple of weeks after it come out and I was like, I may as well just see it one last time before it, <laughs> before it ends up stuck on my little, ti- you know, David Fincher makes films that are for the big screen. So <laughs> see, yeah. seeing it on a little tiny TV screen, I was like, well, I may as well get in like one last, one last watch.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember being like really engrossed by it because I'm, I'm a, I'm an Aaron Sorkin fan. I was big into the West Wing and all that. So I was, you know, excited for it coming out and uh, when I left the movie I was like I'm never going to be able to write anything like that <laughs> it was like good but it also bummed me out <laughs>
0: And I would think anybody who wanted to be a film director would look at this film and be like, there's no point. I'm never gonna, <laughs> nothing's ever going to be as smooth as those like the transitions between, you know, the flashbacks and the, uh-huh. the different depositions yeah. and, you know, the, everything's so, so well put together. Mm-hmm. Well, then uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Megan?
1: Sure. Um, I have a podcast, Not Another Bad Movie Podcast, where I watch a TV movie, usually Hallmark and I get either an internet friend or a college friend to watch it with me and we talk about it. Uh, usually sag it off a bit. But uh, sometimes I like them.
0: <laughs> and where can we find that?
1: Uh, not another bad movie Notanotherbadmoviepodcast.libsyn.com dot dot or any of the usual places you get podcasts.
0: And you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com slash the social minute or on Twitter at social underscore minute or on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Thanks for being my guest here today,
1: Megan. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. And I'll speak to you tomorrow. All right.